Welcome to the Nerd Boys Podcast. It's your boy Nerd Boy D. Got my nigga Jelly Bean. My fellow nerd boy. Tonight's subject is love and relationships. So, what is your what is your uh what do you think make a good relationship work? Well, it's quite easy. And this doesn't, and this doesn't just have to be, you know, like uh, love. It could just be friendships, any type of relationship. First, you need first, you need a hundred, well, close to hundred percent honesty. I don't think you need to be, you know, completely honest because you know you can tend to hurt people's feelings if you be brutally honest. And I think that's something I need to work on, but uh. You need honesty. You definitely need trust. Oh yeah, definitely trust. Trust is like key. And there has to be there has to be an adequate amount of communication for both parties to understand these. What are the goals in the relationship? And you know, I think those three things you basically need for any type of relationship. Period. Whether it's love, friendship. Yeah. That, that communication thing that, that's kind of where I could be lacking sometime uh, especially with me and my with me and my girl um like because because of like the way and it's a way to communicate like so, and then you got to really figure out each other that's one thing about a relationship too you also got to figure out each other and what works for you what works for her because I can't talk to you know I can't talk to Nikki like I would talk to say Rob, like when I was back when I was with Rob, you know. And Nikki can't talk to me how you know how she would talk to one of her exes, whatever. It's like you know you gotta learn each other, learn what makes each other tick, you know. I, but what I'm do you still? What do you mean? But what do you mean by you can't talk to Rob versus her? Is she more sensitive or no? She less know, no, and yeah, kind of. That's kind of what I mean. Like uh. Like, you know, with certain people, it's easier to talk to certain people about certain things than it would be somebody from a previous relationship. Like when you was with Tells, you know, y'all had like a y'all had good communication for the most part. Yeah. So like the way y'all convey y'all message of, of what you're trying to say to each other, you know, like you you know how I am, you know, you can't just talk to me no kind of way and expect me to just be like, oh, okay. Like if you want to talk to me, talk to me. If not, then you know that's gonna cause an uh, issue. It's gonna cause a rift. So I think yeah. communication and how you communicate is very key into a relationship. Like, like me and Nikki kind of going through something right now because you know the way I communicate stuff with her, and it's kind of like you know expectations. You know you do have to have expectations, but what I'm learning is. I can't have, I can't expect her to be like me in certain situations. I got to, I got to, you know, let her do her own thing and handle certain situations the way she can handle certain situations. You know? I think that's what you nailed right on the head, man. Is, that's the reason why a lot of shit fuck up because people always, when they go into us, when they see somebody do some shit, it's always like, well, I would have did it with I would have did it this way. Well, yeah. Well, you are, you are. That's why you would do that. They're not going to do the same shit, right? And that's and that's my problem. Uh, 
then Nikki kind of like I'm I'm like a storm and she like a sunny day. Oh she kind of like cool. She just she laid me back. And me, I'm kind of like you. Yeah, you've been knowing me for 20 years now, so you you know I kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve. So you know, that's me. <laughs> and she kind of like got the same demeanor so you know sometimes when you say like when me and her talk or whatever you know you know she don't react to certain things I kind of get a little you know I get a little moody about it a little bitchy about it because it's kind of like you know if I'm saying oh my god oh my god about something I'm expecting her to be like oh my god oh my god about it and you know she kind of like more relaxed that's the way to be man <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, getting older, man, one thing, and I feel like this will help in any aspect of your life, relationship or whatever, is you have to, you have to heavily work on your emotional intelligence, man. Yeah. Because that literally will be the difference in how people see you, how you interact with people, you know, how people respect you, like. Like, if you always get, like, you know, you always get anxious about shit, you always feeling feeling some type of way, like, you know, you ain't gonna never have no relationship that's gonna last or be worth anything. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, as I get older, I understand sometimes no reaction is the best reaction because you can't react to everything. You can't react to, you know, little stuff like, you know, if you, like, and, you know, I never really had this problem much, but you know, we, you know how we all used to go out and, you know, it's the, and a lot of people are against stuff like this, but, you know, our girls, you know, we, I was with Rob, he was with Tails, Keith was, uh, was with Iman, you know, we, we would dance with each other's girls, you know, they would dance with other guys and it was like, we, we didn't feel no type of way about it because, you know, we knew at the end of the day, it was like where we was, you know, we were coming home with them, so why should we react to it? And then you know you got people that's gonna you know be ready to fight. They see somebody dancing with their girl, like unless you're going hard and you know you you blatantly being disrespectful and you know you're trying to do some fuck shit. Like I see no reason to react to something like that. Especially I, if you're on the club. I never worried about I never worried about telling the aspect because I knew the type of girl she was. I knew if she was going out, to, if she was going out to dance with a and she answered the dude. I know she was just literally just having fun. I, I don't have yeah. to worry about we at the club and she leave with the nigga <laughs> some dumb shit. Like, right. you know. And then when it gets to that point, it's kind of like, okay, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, and that and that's one thing too. Uh, I think one thing too that's really key to relationships, like succeeding, is don't bring in past bullshit to your to your uh, current situation. But that's that's hard to do when you don't give yourself time to heal, you know. Yeah. If you just jump from relationship to relationship, that's just you know you you haven't get given your you haven't given yourself enough time to actually deal with the bullshit from the past relationship. Right. Like really get to kind of understand yourself better because a lot of us don't understand ourselves. We just kind of understand what we've been through, but we don't understand like what makes us tick. What makes us, you know, what kind of makes us like better from a situation? Because you know, we like you said, we don't take that time. Some people don't take that time to really 
heal properly. And then when you don't do that shit, you kind of, you know, you kind of be, you kind of take that burden and you take it to the next relationship. And then, you know, you find yourself comparing, comparing your current partner to your ex partner, you know, you kind of like letting past bullshit kind of interfere with the, the current relationship because, you know, you, you so used to a certain situation. So, you know, when somebody is actually doing right by you, you don't really see it because you kind of, you kind of see, you kind of see like aspects of that old relationship and that current relationship. Like if, you know, especially when it comes to like other, other, other individuals involved, you know, you can kind of be like, uh, yeah, so I, I went through a similar situation with this person. So then, you know, I kind of expect you to handle it the same way. So fuck you. And then, you know, that leads to a lot of bullshit when, you know, you got to kind of trust that person to do the right thing. Man, I was about to say, man, shit. Damn, what the fuck was I about to say? <laughs> it was good though. Would you? Would you just talk? You was just talking about like you know, bringing. It's all about bringing baggage, right? Yeah, bringing your baggage into your current, like current relationship. Oh yeah, and comparing. That's what I lost track. Yeah, but I think that's one of my biggest issues. Like, cause you already know what I have with what's her face. So it's like, oh yeah, like everybody. Everything, every girl just—I don't know—just falls, just falls short, and uh, I don't know, man. It's just—I feel like, you know, when you when you get out of a relationship and you realize that you kind of were the reason why why it ended. Yeah. You know, usually when usually when it's both y'all fault or it's the other person's fault, it's like. You know, it's easy. It's like whatever. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that person. But like when you you know you the reason why the one who quote unquote got away like that type of shit. Yeah. When you know you're probably the primary reason why that ended. It's like I don't know. Yeah. Like uh, like like right now, me and Nikki kind of we we still together and everything, but we kind of like going through a situation, you know, because you know the way I communicate things to her, and it's like you know. She kind of she she put up with a lot of shit with me, but you know I've been through a lot of shit, and you know me kind of bringing some of that into this relationship didn't help. So you know back to back to square one, what you were saying, you know, kind of let allowing yourself time to heal because you know I've been in a few relationships these past few years, so it's it's kind of yeah. like you know I never really gave myself that time, and it's like instead of taking my time like I know I'm, like I always say I would. You know, I kind of like rushed into things. Even though me and her, we didn't really rush into nothing because we were kind of, we were actually friends before we became, you know, before we got in a relationship. So we kind of did, you know, take that time to really get to know each other, you know, as friends. But, you know, the relationship aspect, you know, it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't start up until, you know, early last, like mid, about April last year. You know, she hit me up and she was saying like, you know, how she fucked with me and she, saw me as a life partner or whatever, you know, I I always liked Nikki since I met her. And, you know, we 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 did the do way before then. So, you know, me and her had already, you know, did something sexually, but you know, we we also vibe really well too. Yeah. Cause like, you know, she she we both really got laid back personalities, but you know, I'm I'm more emotional out of the two of us. That, that, that damn cancer shit. <laughs> 
Man, I, I'm emotional. I'm I'm emotional too, but I'm I'm better at hiding my emotions. I I you know I I gotta hold my shit in until I get fucked <laughs> up. This nigga be looking, nigga be going through a situation with a straight ass face, crying inside though. Right, just <laughs> <laughs> in the bench chiller off of uh, there's something wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's just well, now how I I fuck this bitch, little hoe. Right. Fuck you, suck my dick. Go to hell, eat a dick. And then it, inside, but hey, baby, I want you back. Oh, baby, I want you back. That's my <laughs> that's my singing voice, everybody. Yeah. I've been, I'm going so long with our relationship. I don't even think I want one anymore. Yep. That's, that's, <laughs> that. Um, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just don't have the urge. Like, I don't know. I just don't get, I don't get excited about it anymore. I don't know. Maybe that's just something just going on with me personally, but I don't know. It's just... I mean, you always you always been one to have high expectations anyway, so you know that could be part of it. The fact that you do, you know, you kind of want a female with something to bring to the table. Yeah, and plus, plus and plus, it kind of has to do with my life, how my life is now. Like, I'm not like I'm not around the the caliber of you know, I guess, say women that I probably would want to date. Yeah. I mean, none of the women I, you know, I engaged with were bad or anything like that. But it's just, you know, I I'm used, I just remember a time where I used, I don't know, I I just was young and I just had the world at my feet and just knew I could accomplish anything. Now I just feel like, I don't know, I just, it's like if I get in a relationship now, it would just be something just to pass the time, it wouldn't be real for me. It's you know, something to do. Just it's just something to do. I just and it's just I don't want no more something to do relationships. I just don't. Oh yeah, right. you know we in our thirties now, and we we damn near mid thirties. <laughs> so it's like we definitely uh we definitely at the age where it's like you know if we do get into something serious, you know we want it to last. Yeah, I just don't. I don't want to just be jumping in a relationship just because you know. You know, well, because the girl got her shit together, or I don't know. It's, it, everything has to click for me. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to be like no supermodel or no bullshit like that, or you know, or, or have a million dollars. But you just ever look at a person and be like, "All right, I think I think I'll give this a try." Yeah, you know, like I don't want any doubts in my mind, like. And they don't have to be a perfect person. They can be flawed. But like I say, it has to all fit for me. You can't just be, you know, I'm going to just start talking to a chick because she own a home or start talking to a chick because she fine and got a fat ass. Like, yeah, it got to be a combination of shit. Yeah, because you want it to be for all the right reasons instead of just, you know, well, some bullshit. Yeah. yeah, like... Yeah, I definitely get you, cause you know, you want somebody that you could you can honestly build with, and you can see yourself having a future with, instead of somebody that you could just you know, oh, she got a house, she got a house I could go, I could go to, 
or if she got a car, you know, I could ride in. It's just like, yeah. you know. I kind of want to be in a relationship with, like, my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, somebody, somebody I could literally just be like, like, if this ends, like, if this ends, like, we we will still be cool, like, that type of shit. I, I literally want to be with somebody who's, like, my best friend. I don't, I just, you know, I want somebody who gets along with my friends, who has a sense of humor, yeah. you can talk to her about anything. It's, you know, that's, that's the type of shit that matter to me, for okay. real, for real. Because I think that's a... Uh... That's that's one thing, cause you know I had a couple of exes that kind of was like, meh, and it's like you know when uh you know we like to joke around a lot. That's that, and that's that's the biggest thing too, especially for for me. And that's one thing I love about Nikki, like when she first met y'all, you know we we joke around, we roast each other a lot, and it's like that's one thing. If you if you with any one of us, with between me and you, Keith, if you with any one of us. That's one thing you're gonna have to do is be able to take a joke. Keith, Keith, no, yeah, but Keith seems like he'd date somebody who uh, who can't take a joke and love the shit out of her ass too. Yeah, <laughs> Keith love his love. But you know, for the most I, part, I, I, I love this new girl, so I don't know how she is, but you know, oh, India's cool. She she cool. She can take a joke. That's cool. Yeah, so so far from what I see, she seems like she can, but. You know, we uh, you know, we've all dealt with somebody that kind of couldn't get down with our sense of humor because you know we. <laughs> you I don't know. Some, you gotta have thick. You gotta, gotta have, You really gotta have thick skin. I don't. I don't know. Everybody I've dated. Yeah, dated. Yeah, I think you might be the one exception. Who you did? Oh, never mind. No, never mind. Yeah. I ain't gonna say names, but yeah, I remember. But yeah, all the girls I've ever dated was was goofy and funny and could take a joke. And even uh, Kiara, like she wasn't like a super hilarious person, but she definitely had a sense of humor. She used to laugh all the bullshit we we would be saying. So you know, yeah, because <laughs> you know when me, you and Ski get together, man, it's always that uh, that ultimate roast session. Yeah, y'all sitting there roasting her in front of me. I'm like, okay, so we doing. <laughs> I still think it's hilarious. <laughs> it tells us, uh, it tells us grilling. She was doing grilling when y'all went to the movies. Oh yeah, she was she was clowning me, man. I li- that was our first date, and I literally was in my mind like, man, fuck this chick, man, straight up. And she and she she was just sitting there laughing like it was funny. I'm like, did you? She literally just said like, you look like the type uh, uh, to take the the woman's last name. I'm like, whoa. She think I'm a pussy, man. <laughs> she like this old beta beta male cuck. <laughs> sit there, sit there and watch my wife get dicked down by a BBC. <laughs> What's that term for cuckold, cuckold, something like that? Yeah, watching your wife get drilled out. I don't know. I always found that fascinating. <laughs> I think I would let my uh, girl do that, but 
it will have to be uh, in the meantime, girlfriend. Couldn't be nothing serious. Right. So, yeah, you look like somebody that could have good sex. You fuck good. You want to go together for like three months. Then, you know, I'll let you get banged out by some random guy. Three subs is different. Three subs is different, but just sitting there and just letting another, uh, that's that's just, a, that's in the, in the meantime, girlfriend. I ain't nothing serious. Oh, yeah. No way I'm about to just be sitting there and just be like, yeah, you, you killing that shit, dog. It's funny because it's a guy I used to work with. And uh, my first day working there, I was doing security at one of the 7 Elevens. And uh, this guy really, uh, he really showed me a picture of his wife, like naked. And I'm just like, okay. Well, he talked about how him and other guys be banging his wife. And I'm just like, I hope you make a brush your teeth after she suck another man's dick. Some people just so some people that's just they shit. Like some people, like some people are not as possessive as you know other people. Like they don't see like when they look at their wife, they don't see uh like a piece of property or something to be controlled or owned. They see her as like that's my nigga and this is what we do. Like yeah. like if you like if you was with me and Keith and we not saying that we will, but if we was about to hit up a chick, you're not gonna get offended that I'm hitting it with you. You like that's my nigga. And that's that's how some dudes literally look at their girls like, yo, that's my that's my nigga. That's my right hand. That's my right hand man right there. Like, so, go ahead, you know. ahead base up that nigga dick. You killing that shit? With your freak ass. With your freak ass. Make sure you use the extra crest on, on them damn teeth. Got all that nothing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thriving to be that. I'm, I'm thriving to be that unbothered. I think I slowly am. Because I realize not giving a fuck is more than just a personality trait. That's literally a decision you have to make every single day. Yeah. Like when you see something that's like, that like bothers you, you have to literally put it in your mind, like, all right, I'm not about to care about this and just move along. I'm I'm slowly learning how to do that, you know. Yeah, I think once you get that down pat, it's like it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Um I was reading this book um it's called The, the Magic of Thinking Big. I've been reading that. I started reading that this morning and um Yeah. Very, very interesting book. It's pretty much, uh, you know, you set you set your sights to the big things, you know, you know, nine times out of ten that could happen for you. But it's like, you know, a lot of us we don't think like that. Even in relationships, we don't think that you know, having like you know, one of it's either gonna be one or both of y'all. You know, if it's both of y'all, that's great. But if it's only one of y'all thinking big about your relationship, and you know that that could cause issues too. So yeah, I think. With something yeah, like definitely. that, they got to be a compromise because you know, you know, we all are some dreamers. But it's like if you if you got a person that's kind of like, you know, short term, and I think that's one thing with Nikki and, and myself. I'm I'm starting to think more long term, and she's still kind of in the short term game. So that kind of how you, uh, how you, but how you figure that. You know, like certain like certain plans I be trying to make and stuff like for the future, like uh, like I want to plan a, a Disney trip, and you know, of course we all got bills, 
but she's more like, but what about the bills? This we got this coming up, we got that coming up. And I'm just thinking like we can still do it. It's still possible to do it. But it's like we we gotta find that common ground where it's like, okay, we're gonna we gonna take care of these bills, but yeah, we're gonna put this away to you know to, to put towards the trip. Well the best well the best way the best way to do that if y'all wanna save up for a Disney trip is first y'all both gotta wanna go and agree to go. And then yeah. secondly, y'all just y'all should have like an account or a place where y'all put money like every week or every two weeks. Yeah. And put it just put it aside for the Disney trip. So by time is you know you know when it, when it finally does come up, y'all don't be scrambling for all the money. Y'all might have seventy five percent of it, or at least half. Right. You know what I'm saying? So because I already looked up some uh, Airbnbs, and uh, you know I was trying to like my goal is uh, at least stay from uh you know probably get there like the twenty third of December and probably stay out there until like the day after New Year's, probably like January 2nd. And, you know, I found some Airbnbs that, uh, you know, I think for the, for them 10, 12 days, however long it is, it, is, it actually, it actually won't be too bad. I, I found some Airbnbs as cheap as like, as like, fuck with the advice. Why you ain't taking the, why you ain't taking, you taking the kids, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, and these, and these are like big, Big houses I'm I've been looking at. I mean, but why don't you take them during like winter break? Why are you taking them while they got school? That's what I just said, Christmas. Oh, you said December second. No, I said I, was, I probably did. Um, uh, no, I'm saying like December like 23rd to like January second, like just after New Year. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Sounds good. You know, it's funny because my daughter want to go on a Disney trip too. Hey man, I promise. We should try to uh, we should try to plan it all together. I mean, yeah, get an Airbnb. I'm definitely, I'm definitely down for that, but I gotta know that y'all really going so I can start putting some money aside. You know, I'm really going. All I gotta do is uh, you know, put some money aside. Especially like that. That's another thing when it comes to making money. It's like when you know how to make it. It's kind of like you don't really think it's like once you know how to make it and make plenty of it, you don't really worry about getting it no more. It's just more so, okay, let's start getting the booking process, like booking flights, you know, booking a uh, you know, hotel, Airbnb, whatever you whatever that person decides. But it's like, you know, I I don't be worried about finances no more, you know. Still gotta pay gotta pay bills and everything, but at the end of the day, you know. When you know how to go out there and get money, you know, you got a couple of side hustles, you know, it just becomes less of a worry. And then you kind of start thinking with that long-term thinking because it's like, okay, I know how to get the money now. Now let's start doing what I want to do. Yeah. You know, you know, it's the money, the money, the money, the getting money part is not really the issue for me, the, the issue for me is the issue for me, and it's always been this way, is uh, freeing up my time so I can do more of the stuff that I want to do. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the money part is, you know, you know, you know, if you if you willing to grind and if you willing to work, I mean, anybody can really get money right. if they 
really if, if they really put their mind to it. But it's just, do you want to do you want to live a life where you? I, it's like, do I want to live a life where I'm grinding uh, 20, 24-7 nonstop just for like one or two vacations a year? Or am I actually grinding towards doing something that I actually like to do and able to, you know, have more free time and able to take three, four vacations a year? You feel what I'm saying? Right. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to, you know, trying to find ways to free up time, you know, Yeah. because, the, yeah, the money part ain't, you know. Yeah, the money, the money part is actually the easiest part. It is the easiest. The, the, the two, it was always hard for you, though, because you was always getting raped by child support, so, you know. Right. Yeah, uh, so. I found a way to kind of counter that, so I ain't really worried about it now, but. Like the two, the two they hardest don't, they things. Don't take it they don't take. They don't take it out of uh, what's the name, right? Nah. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, the hardest thing, the two hardest things is like, like you said, pretty much uh, the time getting the, the time to do things, and then yeah. after that is getting people together to get on the same page to actually do it. Yeah. Cause, you know, hell, even with this podcast, you know, we, we still got to try to come together to get everybody on here. It's like, I think with, with everybody, I think the first the first episode was the only episode that me, you, and Steve was on. We still got to get mine on the episode. Well, I think it's, I think it's mainly because I think there, there needs to be a schedule with the podcast. And because you, because you work your job all day, like, People be tired at ten o'clock when you be offering it. So it's like, like when even when you asked me the other day to do financial, I was, I was excited to do it, but I was drinking wine at the same time. So by time, by time, yeah, I didn't even notice. I missed the link because I was, in, I ended up watching a movie or something until the link came, and I didn't even noticed you sent it. I ended up falling asleep. You been drinking? You been drinking? <laughs> Nah, just a little, little bit of wine. Bit of wine. He's a, he's a wino now, huh? He's a wino now. Who you? <laughs> I've been a, I've been a wino. What the hell? <laughs> you got me fucked up out here, man. <laughs> I've been out here in these streets. Yeah, this is the, this is the inside joke, especially since you, uh, since you been having custody of Laney. You, you then became a single mom. Basically, basically am shit. Love is wine. <laughs> Love is R and B. Bullshit. It is, man. Man. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's you know, this life is this life is crazy. The older we get, because it's like. You know, you're getting older, you're starting to learn, like, and, and I'm not going to say everybody's pretty much learning more about themselves to kind of, like, mature into that person that they that they should be, because we still got people that's, like, in their 40s and 50s that's still, you know, out here doing bullshit. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we got to, uh, I mean, we, we on the right track, and I'm actually proud of, like, where, like, where we are now versus where we was 
you know, in our twenties, because you know, in our twenties we was kind of like, shit. I, I think I'm, about I think about a lot of shit, man. We was kind of wild. Oh, oh, we were wild, but you know, honestly, I'm I'm worse off. If you ask me, you might be better off, but I'm worse off, and not 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 financially, but just I don't know. It's just I don't have that same. I don't have that same vigor, that same, you know, I don't know, the same insight I had when I was, like, in my 20s. And I, I was listening to this one dude, and he, he basically said this, but it's too late for us now, but, I mean, we I guess we could still do it a little bit. He said, basically, don't ever listen to somebody when they say, you know, uh, use your 20s and stuff to party. And then you can just you grind later. It's no, you grind through your twenties, so you so you can chill in your thirties, right? Like we supposed to be like we supposed to be like yachting and you know backpacking through Europe right now, like this, like you know yachting, you know traveling around the world. Like this is stuff we supposed to do. We supposed to have our dreams realized right now. If we would have just grinded. And even if we did work regular jobs and we just was more responsible, like, you know, at least be homeowners by now, at least. Right. Because we, uh, we definitely was, uh, <laughs> we definitely was overdoing it. I'm surprised we still got livers right now. Shit, man. I'm, my liver holding on to dear life. That's what I held up with a some silly string and some duct tape right now. <laughs> yeah, I think mine might be better better for wear right now because uh, I really don't drink as much as I used to. I never really, uh, like, you know, I drank for the Super Bowl, New Year's, all that stuff, but, like, I still got them beers in there from New Year's. So, like, I don't know. It's just, like, when you when you setting goals for yourself, you kind of just kind of lay off a lot of other shit that you used to do. Like, you know, I don't, I can't even tell you the last time I've really been out. Uh, well, I've been to a bar a couple times, but as far as like going out partying and shit like that, like, I haven't done that shit in a while. Well, it's kind of hard for you to drink if you, if you out, you out 10 hours a day driving around. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean when I come on, like, I, I got, I'm looking at a bottle right now and like, I really don't have no desire to drink it. Like, I got beers in the fridge. I have no desire to drink them. Yeah. <laughs> you in a good position right now. You better take advantage of it. Oh, hell yeah, I am. Because uh, I got some things I'm trying to do. You know, uh, I got I got goals. Like, you know, you know we still in our, we, we, we still young. So, you know, we can still be homeowners within the next few years. Hell, you you so good with money, you might even have enough for a mansion right now, knowing your uh, your penny pension ass. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, like I was telling you, I was thinking about buying a house at the end of the year, but I don't, I don't know. I got, I definitely got enough money, but I think, I think I'm about to get start getting my credit a little better, even though it's not too bad. But I'm gonna start getting my credit a little better. Yeah, and, that was something we talked about too on the last night, like how, uh, you know how. how it's crazy how important credit really is now. It's like you need credit to buy a house, buy a car, 
you know, you know, well, if you you're president, really, you want to have more interest rates and shit. You don't really need. Well, you really don't need credit if you have the money. But for most people, you need credit because you no, know, most of us don't make millions of dollars to go. You know, buy shit in full. So you know, it's good to have credit. You know, right. It's like fucking a. That shit, you know, for for people like us though, you know, we credit is definitely better than uh, like having like good credit is better than you know bad credit and shit. Even if you ain't got no credit at all, it's kind of like you're still kind of limited because you don't have credit, which is shocking because you would think that you know, okay, this person doesn't have any credit, no debts, so let's take a chance on them. And it's like, nah, you gotta have some type of credit. Yeah, I think this 2020, I think 2020 for me is going to be uh, figuring out my side hustle and working towards a dream. I don't know. And the funny thing is, I don't know what that dream is yet. Because I have a few things, but that I like to do that I want to pursue, but. You know, I need to put, put 100% focus into one thing and I need to get my side hustle popping, which could help potentially financially free me from ever working a nine to five again. Yeah. But, you well, know, things suck. Huh? I said, this working thing suck. Like, it, it, it do it. I, when, back when I was younger and I didn't have any, have my daughter to do it. I didn't mind it as much because I didn't really have any, you know, nothing tying me down. But now that I got all this fucking responsibility, like, it's just, you know, doing that is just, it's not really, I mean, I, I, I could do it if I if I really, really, you know, move some shit around, but. Right. But it's like, I just, just kind of just don't want to, you know. Right. Um, working is fucking annoying. It's kind of like, we, we just, we train, it's like we train from a young age, you know, you go to school, you get good grades, you get into a good college, you graduate, you get a good job. And it's just like, and even even without that shit, even with us that, uh, you know, people that just got high school diplomas or GEDs and shit like that, it's kind of like, you know, it's like the less educated, you know, you more, you know, they're more likely to make more money. Like shit, look at Jay-Z. Yeah. And a billionaire and you ain't got no college degree shit. <laughs> and that's the def- and that's the definition of what I'm talking about when I say freeing up my time. Like Jay-Z had to put in a lot of work. But yeah. he put in a lot of work so he can work whenever the fuck he wanna work. Right. And and doing what he like to do. Like, you know, you know, his job is his job only moves when he wants it to move. Right. It's not like he has to go out there and do all these hours or work work uh, stupid hours overnight or some dumb shit just so he can have a good paycheck. You know, he he just do what he love and you know. You're doing it. Yeah. It's like, it's like you know you done made it when you know you 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 send somebody to represent you like you ain't even gotta be there yourself. You could just be like, yeah, I'm a representative of Jay Z. 
I'm here to get a deal done or some shit like that. You know, he ain't even got to – he to a point where he don't even got to be in the room to to make shit happen man, because he, he got his name. Yeah, this uh this one quote, and this this is a quote I'm living by, and this is going to be my goal following this quote. It said, if you – if you don't work to, if you don't, if you don't strive to earn money while you sleep, then you'll be working until you die. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like that's so crazy. Like if you if you if, if you can't if if you can't make money while you just chilling, then you you'll always be going to work. And I don't want to be like sixty something years old. I finally get to retire. Like old as hell. Like that shit sucks. Like I be thinking about that all the time. And it's just like, like even with my job now, you know, you got people that's that's been here for 30 years. And I mean, and these is people that started out. That's these are people that started out when they was like 20 years old. Yeah. And they 30 years in, and some of them in their 50s. You know, what the one lady got like 35 years in, but yeah, she's only like she's only like 54, 55. But you know, she still got a few more years that she could touch her retirement, even though she's got over 30 plus years in. And it's kind of like, yo, who really wants to do that shit? I know I don't. Like you got uh, you gotta wait until you you sixty. I think I think with us, I think we gotta wait till like we like sixty two to actually collect a pension and shit. So you, and it's crazy. It's fucked up because you work twenty five years, and you you still gotta wait. Okay, say if you get like a a job when you like twenty, you do your twenty five years and retire. So that means you what forty five, and then retirement age is what sixty two. For, for a lot of for a lot of jobs, so you gotta wait what, give or take seventeen years before you can touch a retirement. Which is crazy. It's crazy, and it, it don't really, and, it, and shit don't really be about shit. Like, cause shit in a hundred, shit in the uh, like, shit in fifteen years. I mean, it's just it's just pointless. Like for that little bitty ass money, you like. It just don't even be worth it. Like, there's better ways to plan for retirement than working 30 years and then, you know, getting paid some bullshit to live. Like, yeah. And this book I've been reading, man, this is quote I like. Uh, said the mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. Yeah. And that stuck out to me because it's like. You know, you could be in any shitty situation and you you could make the best out of it, you know, if you if you're smart about your shit. Then you could have the best situation and you could fuck it all up by, you know, doing dumb shit. Man. Or just not really, you know, paying attention to, you know, what's in front of you. Like if you got the resources and you can make something happen, especially if you're in a good position. And you don't, and they kind of fuck you up. You know, you can be back down in the gutter versus, uh, you know, staying where you are or just progressing, period, from the gutter. Yeah. My thing is, like, if you do not have a plan for your life, 
then you literally, then you literally just just wandering wandering aimlessly. That's all you're doing is like you don't have any plans for your retirement. If you don't have no plans for what you really want to do in life, you're just moving along. That's what you, that's what mostly you'll do until it's time for you to croak. Basically, right. I think Michael Jackson. Uh, it's that song "Heal the World." He had a uh, got a line in there when he said, uh, "Start, start living and stop existing." Yeah, and that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people just exist in this world and it's just not living. It's like because you know, life is a robot. Life is, and what people don't realize that. Outside of the money, outside of whatever it is, life is really about experiences and people. Like, that's what makes for a great life. Oh, hell yeah. Like, experiencing shit, traveling, meeting new people. Those are the shit that you're going to remember when you, like, like when you, when you get old. You're not going to remember that, that one time where you, uh, I say you you worked uh, twenty hours uh, twenty hours and uh, what the fuck I was about to say twenty hours overtime so yeah. you could, so you could uh, buy a car that you wanted you you're not gonna remember that shit but you'll remember the time that you took your kid to Disney World or the time that you traveled to Italy or whatever the fucking yeah. case be it's like when, uh, you know you got some parents. That, that kid, you know, turned a year, turned two years old, they throw them big-ass extravagant parties. This kid is not going to remember this. Really not not. So they may be four or five years old. Even then, you know, a lot of kids want simple... He's like, the older you get, the more you want simpler shit. Yeah. It's you just... know one thing about them kids' parties that always kind of irk my nerves, though? And this is like... I think this is a black people problem. You know, when somebody got the... They got the cake and they got the picture on it. Picture taken up, damn near all the cake. But he'd be like, yeah. don't cut the, don't cut the picture, don't cut the face, or don't cut the name. Man, if you don't like, you know me. If I get a cake, you got my name on my picture on it. Man, if you don't cut my face up and eat that shit, <laughs> right? The fuck, these what we supposed to do? Leave this shit in the refrigerator and let it mold, you dumb fuck. Right, shit. Especially when it comes, like, especially my name and shit. You know, shit, Derek. <laughs> like, oh, you want the D. Gay. <laughs> I had a female of mine saying that, but uh, gay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that shit uh, kind of got all subject, but that shit kind of <laughs> that shit right there irks my nerves when you know people get the cake and it, but don't cut the name. That shit is gonna yeah. roast. Hell, we gonna throw it out anyway. Shit, eat that shit. Yeah. Don't eat the name. But I believe, now I also believe that, you know, life is about experiences and all that stuff. But a lot of that stuff ain't, uh, is not going to happen for you if you don't have your finances right. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, money ain't, you know, money isn't everything. Money isn't everything. But at the same time, you know, for you to live your best life, you need to have some of it. You know, you need to have some money. Right. You ain't got to be the millionaire, billionaire. But as long as you know you you got something, you know, you you got something that's uh 
you know that that's got you financially comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And you know that's that's where I'm striving to be right now. Just comfortable enough to to be able to do you know for the most part do what I want to do without having to worry about you know taking away from uh, you know car insurance money or rent money. Or, just like okay, I, can go, I can go take this trip and shit. You know, my bill's still paid and I still got some money left over to take another trip if I wanted to. Yeah. My thing is my thing is my my whole my whole logic is if I was to lose my job, would I be all right? Right. And that's and that's and that's my main thing. But and Another reason why I want this type of flexibility is because I just don't like people telling me what to do, period, you know, and it's just like, you know, I can work if I choose to, but I want to have enough fuck you money to be like, eh, I ain't got to take this shit, you know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool and fuck you, I'm out. Usually when you have fuck you money or when you where you're in a position where, you know, where you don't have to tiptoe or kiss ass. I mean, yeah. you feel a lot. You feel feel a lot better, and you actually, you're actually doing it. And if you do a good job at your job, you're doing it because you want to do it. You're not doing it to try to, you know, impress somebody or because you right. might you might get fired. You actually doing it because you like doing it, and that's the place I want to be. Yeah, that's one thing, you know, especially with my job, you know, I'm I'm not too fond of, of what I do. Not for necessarily say what I do, you know, in case anybody listens to this podcast, they can't use it against me. But you know, if I if I lost my job today, I really would not care. You know, I got a good side hustle going on to where I, I could bring in enough money to make up that money that I'm losing. Shit, side hustle, ain't that your main job? Pretty much. So I'm saying, shit. What your main job is? What, what what job you make the most money? At? That's that's your main job. Shit. Right. I think the other job because it comes with benefits, so much more, more, yeah, benefits, and it's more. But if like, but you know, I can't do the side. Well, main hustle, side hustle, tomato, tomato. But you know, if, if my car go down, I can't do that side hustle. So. Yeah. You know, but, I, but I still have to go into work. Yeah, I feel you. So, you know, as long as I got a good driving car, you know, I could I could maintain that. But like even with the job, it's kind of like, you know, mentally, I damn sure can't do that job for the for the next 20, 25 years, whatever age, oh, hell no. age I, I I cannot do it. I damn sure would, would go crazy. Yeah. Because you know it's a it's a job that really tests your your mental strength. Yeah, and it's just like it's a lot of ass backwardsness with it too. So, you know, I can't see myself doing that. Hell, I can't see myself doing that for the next year. So it's just always always willing to look for something that's more me. Like like knowing security was one of my favorite jobs because it was laid back. You know, still had to be on my p's and q's. You know, depending on, on where I was working at, but you know, I, I had a lot more freedom doing security. You know, it was something I enjoyed doing. You know, it was just you know, I I love chilling, just chilling. You know, laid back, 
you know, do my rounds when I need to do my rounds, you know, just be cool, you know, especially when you got, and then I think management too, if you got good management at a, at a job you at, that makes a huge difference because, you know, I got my one security job, you know, I had a amazing, you know, the boss dude that owned the company, he was amazing. You know, you go there, he just tell you, like, you know, just chill, make sure you do the runs, you know. If you want to sit here, watch a movie, listen to your music, you know, go right ahead. Just make sure, you know, do whatever, do everything that you need to do. And that yeah. was that. So, like, you know, he know the game. He know, you know, you know, I'm not going to just sit up there and post on edge for eight hours working my shift, you know, and I felt comfortable doing it because, you know, he made the environment comfortable. The only thing he asked you is, like, you know, Make sure when you come to work, you in full uniform and you know you look you look decent, you look neat. Right. Other than that, it was just like you know we do whatever you do with your eight hours and make sure you know just chill, still do your job, man. Shit, make your money. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of my job, but you know, yeah. Yeah, I might I might mess around and quit this other job and and uh and go back to security. I said that was one of my favorite jobs. I tell you, I think my favorite job was when I worked at the shop when it was like Martin all of us. Yeah. That was it, that like the work wasn't my favorite, but I just loved it. Like I made so many friends there. It was just it was just a fun time. Uh met uh the girl I was with for you know three years or some shit. Yeah. So it was it was it was a good time. Good fun, but as far as the work, this bar none. I'm literally podcasting right now from work. Right, just crazy, crazy. <laughs> I think the only other job I, I honestly loved more than uh, doing security was when I worked at the arena. Top three oh, yeah. jobs: the arena, security, and uh, when 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 we worked at the uh, the t-shirt factory. Oh yeah, I didn't think you liked that job. <laughs> I love that job. I mean, it was it was physical as hell. We always went home fucking filthy, but you know, I, the the work environment was actually fucking cool as hell. You know, we had some cool ass coworkers. Oh yeah, they were they was mad cool though. You know, we had a lot of eye candy with all the females that worked there. And they was oh, yeah. all, and they was oh, all we, cool. We worked together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we uh, we was doing the screen. We was cleaning off the uh, the screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting painted shit all over us. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. So yeah, I, I love that job. And then you know they they was always willing to give overtime. I, I got in so much. I got in such good shape in that job, and I was I was literally working all six days. I was I was making like seven hundred dollars a week, and that was that was after taxes. So my check was easily over a thousand. Every week, and you know, I, I was killing it, man. I was killing it at that job, and they and they actually hired me full time. But why my fucking car broke? <laughs> my car broke down right when I started killing it with all this overtime. And yeah, I remember that. And I didn't have enough money to get it fixed. Like that shit was so crazy to me. Because I think you had, didn't you just buy the car? Or you at dinner? I don't. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, I did buy it. Oh yeah, you're right. I did. Because you actually got that car quick too. Because 
you just started killing it with overtime. I know you was riding with me. And then I wound up getting let go because we know they had that point system or whatever. And I went over my points. And crazy, they didn't even want to let me go either. She was just kind of like, you know, it's company policy. But, you know, I'm like, you know, I respect it. Thanks for the opportunity. That's actually one job I left, like, you know, and if I really wanted to, I probably could have went back, but they wound up moving. I think they moved, like, to South Carolina or something like that. Yeah, they changed from T-shirt factory to Gildan, so Gildan bought them out, so they moved to North Carolina. Yeah, that was crazy, man. I actually enjoyed that job. That and in the arena, because the arena, that was – that was my favorite because, you know, I got to, you know, feed the Sabres players, and they was all cool. Yeah. So it was like, man, you know, that was that was the life. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, was, you know, I I enjoyed that job. Even though I wouldn't have stayed, I would have eventually got let go. But they – uh, the people they let go around that time – they literally kept me there when people who was there for literally like 15, 20 years, they let them go and kept me. Yeah, that's because crazy. of how because how hard I was busting my ass, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like when I when I was a single kidless man, dude, like, but I forget because I'm Virgo. We like we like working and we like working long hours, but <laughs> Now I literally can't stand this shit. Fuck all this work shit. And like I said, it's probably because my daughter, because she takes away my flexibility. So it, it kind of just makes it pointless for me. I get annoyed. Like I can't grind like I used to. So it's like right. it's like if I can't if I can't make the money I want to make, it's like then I just want to just do my job and go home, basically. If I don't see no room for advancement, if I don't, if I can't grind and get these big checks and shit, it's like, I just want to work, go home. I'm a good saver, so I'll be fine. So I'm good. And I'm like, and I'm just to the point where if it if it's something that I got to break my neck, I ain't trying to do it. Shit. Fuck. Fuck it. Like, even, even with what I do, like, I'm like with the uh, group homes, it's kind of like, you know, we got the we got the one the one person that be wilding out. So, you know, who wants to be around that all the time? Especially if you get mandated and working a double, and then you know they going ape shit. It's kind of like you, know, you really don't want to deal with that shit, especially when yeah. not when you feel underpaid and overworked. Yeah. So it's like you kind of you kind of get that fucking attitude. I'm just here to do my eight hours, ten hours, whatever. And shit. I'm about to just do this time and I'm going to go home and you know, chill. I'm not yeah. thinking about this job. I'm not about to fuck with this job. This job can kiss my ass and <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this bullshit yeah. is so overrated. It's like, you know, get yourself a nice career and make some money. Huh, I don't want to. So I, like, money, like, I don't want to be punching in no damn clock at a job I hate. Sound like Big Derek. <laughs> Man, my dad actually got the time in to retire, but he uh 
think he just like to work. <laughs> I think he would be bored out of his mind if he retired. But that's what I'm saying. He 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 likes to work, so and that's fine. If a person wants to work, then that's cool. But it's just a thing. Like if you don't want to work and you just dragging yourself to this place every single day, like that causes depression. That causes a whole bunch of slew of issues, man. Oh yeah, like well, uh, like with my job, it's like. If you do that job long enough and if you're in a situation where either, you know, you at a, a messed up house or you deal with messed up management or both, that shit could really affect your mental health. That's another reason I can't see myself doing that job for much longer because, you know, your, your mental health is, is important. And I, I learned that the hard way, too. You know, everything that happened with my grandmother, you know, that, that really messed me up. So it's kind of like... You know, it's okay to get help because when you get that help, it's definitely gonna make you a lot better and make you think more clear and make you realize, you know, what's making you tick and what's bringing you to that point to where, you know, you you're angry all the time and all that shit. And I realized my job makes me very angry, which is why I can't see myself doing it for much longer. And uh, I need to find something else. And it's because you know, this the system is ass backwards, so you know. You know, it gets it gets frustrating. Yeah, that's not good at all, man. Hell no. If a job is making you angry, then yeah, it's time to quit. There ain't no way. If it, it's hard for me to really, you know, hate a job, but if I ever had that feeling, there's no way I would work it. I I just don't have the I don't have the mental capacity to do it. Yeah, and that's where uh this where all this anxiety come from too from that job, you know. It, it uh, I think it got worse after everything happened with, with my grandmother, but you know, uh, I think I had anxiety from the job, you know, before that happened with my grandmother. But you know, when the incident happened, you know, being there, you know, seeing her die like that, it just kind of escalated everything. Which brings me back to what we was originally talking about, you know, with uh, you know, these relationships. You know, you yeah. got to be in the right mental space to deal with somebody on a long-term basis because, you know, y'all can work each other's nerves and, you know, it, it could lead to disaster. But if you, if you're in the right headspace and you know, you know how to deal with it better versus if you kind of like, you know, going through some shit mentally and, and, you know, it's not even that person's fault. Yeah. That's another thing. Like if you with somebody, you can't blame them for your mental flaws that you're going through from like your previous, you know, relationships, you know, previous, you know, experiences. And that's for anybody. That's not even that's like friendships. I I can't sit up there and take a, a bad moment in my life out on you or Keith or you know my nobody like that. Hell, even my kids. Well, that's because that's because. The stigma behind mental health, you know, in this country, like, we just think people who are mentally ill are just, you know, the crazy people, the people who are, you know, mentally challenged. We think that's just for them. But a lot of people, regular people dealing with mental shit, man, and it's fucking up their relationships. It's fucking up everything. You know? Exactly. And people be so scared or embarrassed to get the help. And uh, I said, and I'm one person that could tell you, man, getting the help is, is definitely something that you could 
you you could definitely benefit from because I know I have. You know, I might not have benefited right away. You know, I'm still going through struggles and shit, but you know, getting that help is like it's a breath of fresh air. Especially when you're trying to man, be better for everybody around you. Because if you and and this is and this is my this is truly my belief. You you can't be right for everybody else if you ain't right for yourself. Always. Yeah. If uh, if I'm fucked up in the head and you know I'm just kind of you know on edge, moody, all this shit. If I ain't right for myself, I can't be right for my kids, I can't be right for my girl. You know, with, with y'all being my like shit, you and keep you keep the mind. Yeah, I damn near like brothers. I can't be right yeah. for y'all, can't be right for my for like my blood siblings and everything. So it's kind of like if you going through some shit, like, really just, man, take that time out. Swallow your pride and get that help that you need because it's going to benefit. Yeah. Well, that, and that, uh, even before you get help, like, uh, you know, like, being happy or, you know, being happy is a decision, man. And a lot of people think that being happy means you know, like something external, like some someone has to make you happy. Getting money has to make you happy, or or whatever. Something outside of yourself will make you happy, but that's not happiness. Those are just temporary pleasures that yeah. give you, you know, kind of give you a high, but that's not really happy. Happy is being content with yourself. And, you know, not necessarily being content with your situation, but being grateful for your situation, you know, and, and that's, that's hard to do when, you know, that's hard to do. Like being a good person is a decision is hard work. Like all the things that are worth it in life are usually fucking hard. It's easy to be fucking negative and, you know, all of that shit is easy for that. Right. It's fun. It's fun. But you know, it's easy. Yeah. And it's funny because it it kinda it's weird to say, but you know, it's easier to be negative, but you also put more more effort into like, you know, that negative energy, you know, being nasty to people. Like I feel like it's it's harder. It's harder to be happy, to be to be like positive and shit, because you know, if you know, you're about to get evicted and you feel like you're about to lose your job. You know, that's it's very easy to be negative when you got something like that going on. Or if your check came up $100 short, you know, it's easy to be negative. But, you know, kind of like, you know what? It's a minor setback. You know, you know, my, you know I'm about to get evicted, but, you know, I still got a week to pay, to pay my rent so they could, you know, throw away that eviction notice. You know, you know, being positive in a situation like that, yeah, it is hard because you know you emotional, you think the world is against you, and it's kind of like, you know what? If I think more positive, positive shit gonna happen. And you know, if I'm thinking positive, you know, I'm gonna think more clearly and you know, I could find a better solution to my to my current situation. Yeah. Versus when you just negative about it, oh, I'm about to lose my house, I'm about to lose my car, I'm about to lose my job, and then you kind of fall into that trap where it's like you allow the shit to happen. You don't even try to attempt to get yourself out of that situation. 
Yeah, it's it's hard, man. Uh, shit, you know. That's that's why, man. Like you, like I was saying, like you have to have a a concrete, legit plan for your life. And it, and I'm not even just talking about financial. I'm talking about for your mental health, for your relationships. Mm-hmm. You have to have. You have to have like you have to have you have to set shit up because like I mean I even take it on like like us like relationships like if you don't like you were saying earlier like you were planning certain things and she wasn't planning she wasn't planning yeah because breakdown in communication like yeah because of because of that type of, because there wasn't no type of concrete planning and that those type of interactions can lead to some very bad, you know, things. Yeah. You know, so you, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to plan out my life and I'm not saying just have everything written down in a fucking uh, planner, but I'm just saying like, it's always changed shit. Yeah, but there should be purpose in everything you do. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just doing shit just to do it. Like there should be purpose in your friendships, in your job. Like when you work in a job, there should be a purpose of why you're doing it. Right. I mean, the purpose could just be because you just like working. You just like you love the job. Or the purpose could be you working to get your credit better. Or the purpose should be you want to, you know, you want to start taking more trips for, uh, with your family or whatever it may be. Because I know a lot of people who just work and that's it. Right. And, and then you wonder why they they don't ever have, like, I know people who, who make more money than me, but don't never have no fucking money because they don't have any purpose. Right. They just, they just spend their money on dumb shit. And then when it's time to do some shit, they don't never have no money. Yeah. You know, so purpose in everything you do. Well, yeah. Like shit, like the purpose of this podcast is, is the to make it bigger and, you know, start making some real money off of it and, you know, try to use that as, as a means to, you know, start in the head in life and, you know, doing bigger and better things, especially with this Nerd Boy brand. Uh, you know, trying to build up. Yeah. True financial. Yeah, this podcast is definitely a purpose. Like, started out as a, you know, seed, grew into an idea, you know. And it's still kind of, still kind of forming, but, you know, you got to start somewhere, you know. Right. And then for me, too, like, you know, back to the whole mental health topic, this is a, this, this is fun for me. This is like something I always see myself doing. Cause uh, I remember back in high school, one of my teachers said, "Like I, I got a voice for radio and something like that." So I kind of, I kind of like in the back of my mind took that to heart because I'm like, maybe I could do something like that, you know. And then for me, it's like you know, you know, mentally, it's a relief for me, and it's making me kind of, you know being able to channel my energy into something positive and, you know, get that out there, you know, cause I don't, I don't mind talking about 
mental health issues. I don't mind talking about relationship issues. I don't mind talking about life issues because, you know, you know me, I'm a very open person. So, you know, if I could use my voice to try to help other people out, then, you know, I'll do that. I don't mind doing that because, you know, if you can use your voice to, to make a positive change in the world, then shit, why not? I could. Funny thing is, I never saw you as no radio host, but since you just said that, now I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. I can. I can see you doing radio, but podcast is basically the new radio now. Exactly. Basically, is radio without the music. <laughs> right. It's all it. Even though as we get bigger, we can start adding more music and shit to it. Yeah, you know. And people really out here eating off this shit, too. Right. It's, man, trying to, trying to make something out of nothing. 2020 got to be a year, man. You know, like... Well, I, I can yeah. feel it in my bones. It's going to be a good year, though. Like, it, it's just something about this year that just seems big. I feel like there should be a major milestone, like something something that we normally wouldn't do or something that normally wouldn't happen should happen this year. And I'm not saying that nobody needs to get a record deal or the podcast needs to be the number one in the country, but I'm saying something out of the ordinary has to happen. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yes. I believe in my gut, I believe in my bones, it will. I do. I can feel something like great happening. I can feel something great about to happen. And it's like, you know, we, when we was younger, we didn't really had it. If we had the focus we got now, if we had that 10 years ago, who knows where we'd be at? We we probably will have, we probably will have an official podcast on, on uh, what's a serious radio or some shit like that. And, yeah, but, you know, be doing our thing. But I think, but I think that's just the way the laws of the universe work. Because of how, because of how we were raised and how we took our twenties for granted, you know, yeah. we we have to make up for lost time. Some people, some people ain't got to deal with that because how they were raised and how they decided to spend their twenties. Like, if you spend your twenties getting degrees and being becoming interns and following your passions, then shit. Right now, we we be talking about what trip we going on next, right? You know? And I think you know? now, but, and I think now too, I think getting it now, we we would appreciate it more now than we would if we had it in our twenties because you know we wasn't as smarter in our twenties as we are now. We you know we got smarter, we got wiser. We probably would have fucked up a lot of money if we would have got it back then. I I actually. The funny thing is with me is you, you've always been good at saving this shit. The funny thing with me, dude, dude, I would fucking be a millionaire if I was saving like saving like I should have been back then. But I used to party a lot, man. So oh, we are. <laughs> I mean, I still was saving money, but it's it was like I had no purpose to saving it. I just was just I just saved. And the funny thing is, I've always been a saver, but I always save money just. I always just had in case shit money. Yeah. That's all I used to save money for, just in case some shit happened. But I never had any purpose. Like, I, 
I wasn't saving towards nothing, you know. I just assumed I would just follow my dreams and, you know. But if I had the knowledge I had now, I'd be a damn millionaire right now. Yo, for real. That's fine. Seriously. Seriously, but, uh, you know. You know, even me, I think that I could have been where I wanted to be or least way better off if I never would have just, if I would have never gotten to partying, I think, I think partying was, I think that is what stopped me from reaching my full potential. I, I truly believe that because I made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. Drinking, yeah, we all definitely got we got stories for days. That's a whole nother podcast right there. Our like drinking stories because we definitely and we we all was part of that kind of that situation where we all could have did better things. But and I and I don't even think like it was partying, but like we should have, you know, we didn't know how to prioritize our shit. Like you know, party. We're going to party, but then, you know, during the week, we're going to work on this. We're going to work on music. We're going to work on, you know, trying to make beats and shit like that. So, I mean, we, but we was young in our 20s, so, you know, that's that's been came and gone. So, it's like, now, you know, we still got that knowledge, so we know what to do with it now. And it's just like, you know, putting everything into action. But we definitely, definitely learned a lot during the years of doing music and everything. You know, you just didn't prioritize it right. And I said priorities, man. You ain't got your priorities. You ain't got your priorities right. You end up doing shit like, you know, having kids, having kids by women you don't want to have kids with. <laughs> you already know I got I got that down, Pat. To a science. <laughs> I have to open up a fucking school on this shit. That's and that's crazy, like. Me, like, I've never thought, like, ever, forever. Like, I, I mean, I knew I was have a kid, and I knew there was a possibility that me and the woman may not still be together, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I literally did not think that I would have a baby by someone that I did not want to have a baby with. Like, yeah, and it sucks because it's so much of it going on right now, and it's kind of like. We need to get it back to where it used to be, you know, where, where you actually had a baby by somebody you actually wanted to be with. And, and I think that's a huge issue now is that, you know, so many people are having babies and they're having babies by people that they just really toxic with. Yeah. That's another thing, too. Like, you know, if you're a toxic person and, you, and you're in a toxic relationship, it's like... Nobody gonna win in that situation, especially if y'all bringing babies into the world. Yeah, well, the one thing it did bring it brought my daughter, which who I love. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I love my kids too. It's just like my only regret with them is just them not being born into a better situation. Yeah, but other than that, like little little badasses. My daughter's good, though. I already know that when she become that age where she wants like the new Jordans and shit, she gonna get it. Right. Because 
Yeah, my kid's not in the Jordans. <laughs> huh? I said, I'm glad my kid's not in the Jordans. My daughter not either. She's not really... My daughter not really into anything, she, and she'll wear anything. But I'm just saying, when kids get that age and they want to fit in yeah. and be popular, you know, if my daughter wants something, I'll give it to her. But it can't be, you know, can't be stupid. If it's like sneakers or some shit, then yeah, but she talking about my horse or some dumb shit. Like, nah. Can I get a giraffe? Oh, huh? She would, she would be the only kid walking through the damn hood with a damn giraffe. Damn, where you get that at? Got it from Michael Jackson and them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. Yo, damn. This fatherhood shit is beautiful, though. It is, man. Eye opening, you know, you got a little, a little mini you running around, and it's just like it blow your mind the more you see yourself and your kid, and it's like, God damn, was that really like that as a kid? You know, and the funny thing is, I've always envisioned myself having like a pretty little daughter and being, you know, being there for her and all that. I just didn't think it was gonna be this way, you know. Because <laughs> it's literally, it's literally what I envision, but just you know, it just feels different, you know. Your little troll, because <laughs> she definitely be trolling your ass to a damn tee. But that's the Virgo in me. It's like I always want control over stuff, and I'm learning to realize that some things you just don't need control over. You know? Nah, definitely don't. Especially like, especially the person that you with, like, like, like uh, I think I said it earlier, but one of my biggest issues was like, you know, the way I react to things. You know, you were, I was expecting, you know, Nikki to react how I re- how I would with certain things, and it's just like, you know, she got a laid back personality, so you know, her reaction to things is opposite of mine. So you know. Trying to trying to get control of, over how she reacts was like a big ass no no, and it kind of like you know that's how you drive somebody away. That's crazy. You you wanted her to react to like uh, you wanted her to feel the same way you was feeling about the situation. Yeah, or or at least react to it. Like, and it wasn't even on purpose though. It was just kind of like you know you got your personality, and then it's just like you want you would. You have a unnoticed, I'm gonna call it an unnoticed expectation because you don't notice that you have this expectation of that person until they actually tell you. And even when they tell you, sometimes you don't even listen, but they really gotta like come at you or they really gotta step out of character to really show you, like, yo, you fucking with me right now. So stop that shit. Well, that's where communication comes in because if you don't, if you don't have any guidelines or boundaries in your relationship, and y'all just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, it's just like, it's like you don't if you don't if you don't realize something you don't like until the shit happens, <laughs> then that's not good. Like, that's why you sit down and talk to yeah. your, you, 
your, your significant other and, and you, y'all tell- you know what it is too it's like and this is what a, this is what a lot of relationships like you know when everything going so good for so long but yet y'all be around each other so much y'all want to get that that space that y'all need to kind of like breathe I think that leads to a lot of shit too but I think but also also I think like people's I mean people use the you know the space you know as an argument for why their relationship is failing but you have to take in consideration that uh that like relationships are literally hard work. They're not supposed. To, they're not supposed to be easy. Nah, they're not. No. Even, like, not, not even, even if you're with somebody that's just like perfect for you. Like, there's you're supposed for them to last and be meaningful. You have to work on them and and being around a person. Like people do need their space, their time to do whatever they need to do, but space doesn't fix problems. It just, it just, it, it space doesn't fix problems. It just doesn't because yeah, kind of prolongs them. Yeah, basically, you, you like, oh, we just need some more space, and then okay, y'all get y'all space, and then I, I, everything I, seems cool until it's not cool again because y'all. So uh, this, and this is my, this is what I think about the. I think space is needed for the simple fact of really just taking time away from each other to really. And, it, and, and a lot of people don't do this, but to really focus on what you're doing wrong and what you're doing to, to kind of contribute to the relationship fairly. I feel like once you do that, and then y'all come back together and talk about it. Y'all can come to a better solution. If you kind of just yeah. take that time and take some space and kind of check yourself and really just realize, it's like, okay, this is what I did to fuck this up. So now let me try to do my part to make this right. I, I think I think in relationships, I, I don't I don't think it's always just one person. I think both parties gonna have something that contributes to, you know, relationship. Unless that person just a complete dick or a bitch. I know? mean, some relationships is like one person's fault, but at the same time, it's still it's still kind of not a hundred percent because if you're a type of person that will allow somebody to treat you a certain way, then there's something going on with you mentally. Yeah. You know, so kind of to blame as well. So it's never really a hundred percent someone's fault in a relationship. Yeah. Unless you, unless, unless you think somebody's a nice guy and they do something one time and you dip, then yeah, okay, I get that. Right. But uh, I think, I think, uh, like I was, we were talking about communication, like communication should be number one and you know you do need space to you know take time for yourself to get your thoughts together and all that so you can come back with a clear head and talk about what you need to do but before that even happens there needs to be there needs to be uh, an initial talk about like and I think this is really important. Like there, like I was saying, purpose in everything you do. Yeah. Like y'all relationship should have a purpose. Like there should be, like there should be goals. There should be 
and uh, I guess an end game. There should be something that you guys are working towards because if y'all just together and just basically saying, hell yeah, she seems like somebody I can be together. See, I could see myself being with for the rest of my life and all that. That all sounds nice, but if there's no purpose, then when shit like, you know, some bad shit happen, it's easy to fucking uh, treat the relationship as disposable. Right. Because, I mean, y'all, y'all haven't been working towards nothing, so everything doesn't seem, you know, doesn't seem strong. I mean, when you have a purpose, you kind of look at it like, oh, it's, that shit was fucked up, but yeah. we're working towards this or we're about to do this, and I'm not going to fuck that up. I'm not going to fuck that up because we got a lot of good stuff going on. And not just, and, and when I say good stuff going on, I mean good things that y'all working towards and not just good moments because people, a lot of people hold on to relationship for good moments. And, you know, that's nice, but good moments don't keep relationships strong. Nah. They just don't. So don't. You know. Yeah, because you, like, you just like... Doing it, if you were just getting in a relationship just to be getting into it, like, you know, and, and especially like in this buffalo that we in, you know, we, we definitely see a lot of females that hop in relationships for the simple fact that they don't want to be lonely. You just want a warm body in the bed, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like that's that's not doing nothing, especially if you got kids, because if you if you bringing Dick Frank and Harry around your kids. You know, every other month, and it's just kind of like they 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 see a new person every other month, new stepdaddy every other month. You know that that could fuck the kids' head up too, and then they start thinking that shit is okay. But if you got a solid foundation to where you're trying to build something up, and it's like, like you said, with a purpose. Yeah. Okay, like this, I see myself marrying this person. I see myself building the people with this person. I mean, if you if you're in a relationship. If that's not really the goal, I really don't see what you're doing because you know you can you could just easily get some pussy or, or shit if your female or some dick anywhere. And you know, that could be that. But you know, they just a lot of people just don't want to be lonely. Yeah, but you but that that goes I've been uh I've been reading this book called Sapiens. And yeah. basically it talks about the evolution of human history and basically a lot of the reasons why people crave like these social interactions or be jumping from relationship to relationship is because that's like naturally how we're we're wired. Yeah. We just we're not we 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 evolved into these tribes that when they say a village, it takes a village to raise a child, villages literally used to raise children. Yeah. Like like we, me and you have a, a baby by one chick and and I have a baby by another chick. But your girl would change my my son's diaper and my girl would change your son. That's how humans used to interact for, and for hundreds of thousands of years. We did that shit. Yeah. Now we live in a society where it's basically every man for himself. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people, that's why a lot of people who, a lot of people become socially anxious because they don't get enough adequate social interaction. So people become introverts. People don't like being in public spaces. They get nervous when they go up to speak because they, they're not, 
you know, some people naturally don't matter what the situation is. They're just, they just have a personality for it. But that's why a lot of people are dealing with depression and shit. Like, because they don't have any meaningful social interactions. They don't have anyone to talk to, yeah. you know? And it's, it's a really profound, it's a really profound book. I'm almost done with it. You said what's, the really, huh? you said what's the name of it? It's called Sapiens. It's basically talking about human human history and how we evolved and how like everything we know, everything we know, like what you know, what I know, what Keith know, Mont know, all of it is fake. Everything, everything around us is fake. Besides like the trees and shit, like besides the trees, like America, the idea of America is fake. Like the America, the nation of America is an idea. It's not an actual thing in biology. It's something that humans created created in their mind. Yeah. And the reason why we think is real is because everybody thinks it's real. But if everybody just stopped believing that this is the United States of America, then it wouldn't be the, be America no more. Right. Make this shit fucking Tahiti or some some weird shit. Yeah, money is fake. Money is fake. Everything around us is fake. Only thing that is real is like, like biology, like the sun and shit like that. It don't matter what you think about it, it's still gonna be there. But stuff like money, money only has value because we give it value. It doesn't, you know, if we all stop thinking money was worth shit, and it just stop be worth being worth shit. Right. And and a lot of human history, like that's how we became to what we are now is because we start believing in shit that wasn't real. Like our imagination is the reason why we have all these great things. So, but yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, like the Matrix. <laughs> huh? So this shit damn near like the Matrix. It is like the Matrix. And what's, what's profound about it that I read in the book is that humans, as much as we like to talk about, you know, hip like hypocritical behavior, Humans, the reason why a lot of this shit is here is because we believe in contradictions. Like we're like a hypocritical species. Like we'll we'll say one thing and do another, or do one thing and say another. Like, and this has been true through most of human history. Like we'll say uh in in these truths to be self-evident, all men are created equal. And then at the same time own a slave. Like that's the type of shit we believe. <laughs> that's the type of shit we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for real. BS. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But uh yeah. That's that that's that bullshit. <laughs> Your ass sounds sleepy, bitch. Staring too. I got to get up at eight o'clock in the morning to get this uh, get my the rest of my tooth pulled. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta go to the dentist Wednesday. Uh, I gotta go to to the dentist Wednesday to get some surface cavities filled. Yeah. It took my daughter to the dentist yesterday. They said she had really good teeth. Mm-hmm. That's because I've been, fl- been flossing for, but you know. 
but I think we'll call this a, call this a wrap. We'll call this a wrap. Get your boy Jelly Bean. Your boy D. Your boys out. Oh! <laughs> I know. All right, Nick.